What's up, guys? You're tuned in to The Scoreboard with your hosts, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Check them out every Tuesday night right here on Podomatic Radio. The best part of your day via podcast. What's up, everybody? It is December 8th, 2020. You're listening to The Scoreboard, brought to you by Anchor. This is a place where two bros talk about sports, pop culture, and everything else in between. You guys could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us. And for that, we appreciate you. We're your host, the Heartbreak Kid, Michael Hill, and the RK, Ryan K. Coming back from Thanksgiving. How you doing, my man? How was your Thanksgiving? Dude, Thanksgiving was fucking lit, man. Went to my sister's, um, ate a shit ton. Uh, that's literally what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I drank a lot. That was awesome. Um, I didn't get to drink too much because I was driving. Yeah, and that's just fucking responsible is what you just described. Um, I didn't have to drive anywhere, so uh, turn the fuck up. That's exactly what I did. (laughs) So uh, my sister bought me some of my favorite craft beers. Like I just had like three or four craft six packs to drink on. Hell yeah! For like over the course of a couple of days, that shit was fucking awesome. So, so that's how you treat a guest. Hell yeah, man! My sister's the shit. So uh, the food was bomb. We had so much shit. Fucking it was the spread was stupendous. Mm-hmm. Fried turkey, ham. I didn't multiple get a, macaroni pies. I didn't, I didn't get a fried turkey this year. It was it was ass. Dude, brown rice. Fucking you know the the dressing. That shit was balding, bro. I'm telling you. Extremely balding. It was good as fuck, man. I had so, a great time. So, like, we have a awesome show for you guys today. I like, you know, we're going to be answering your questions. Like, Russell Westbrook is now uh, a Washington uh, a Washington Wizard. Uh, we're going to be talking about Danny Garcia, Errol Spence. But first, we're going to be talking about these NFL games, uh, which a lot of teams had to... There was some shuffling around. A lot of shuffling around. Like, the Steelers had to... So, they played on Wednesday. It was an interesting thing because they were supposed to be the second part of a doubleheader on Thanksgiving, and the Ravens just had a shit ton of COVID. Yeah. Like, it was ridiculous how many players they had on the COVID list. And so, they played on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And so, that's the game we're going to talk about because what the fuck. Yeah, why not? Um, And and they played again 
Yes, so, yeah. so, uh, Monday. Yeah, Monday rather. So that was like a. I like, and as mad as Mike Tomlin is, I like you really can't. Be, like for them to have a five get five day turnaround, they really didn't play that bad. They came out the way you would expect a team well, on five days rest yeah. after playing a game in the middle of the day. Would it was, look. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty rough turnaround for the Steelers. Um, and, and we we all know love Mike Tomlin, Tomlin, but you know, like he just be on the sideline just looking mad for no reason. Hell yeah, he, he can't he, he can't wait to rip into them and practice tomorrow. <laughs> Hell yeah, man, that's that's what it is. So I like and shout out for the lame ass like you know Miami Dolphins who, who always do that dumb shit every time the last uh, undefeated team. Uh, Oh, uh, losers! They always. Larry Zonka is one of the biggest cunts in fucking sports. He, him, and his team are insufferable pricks. I they like... wait every year, like the losers they are, yeah. to celebrate a team losing the a fucking game, and then they break out the scotch and the cigars. <laughs> they're so whack. The add the apple juice because you know they're old now. I like yeah. recipes. Don Sheila, he used to be involved in that nonsense too. Yeah, but like I said, man, it's just fucking whack. At this point, yeah, at this point, I like it was cool, like maybe ten years ago. Yeah, it was. It was funny for a little while, and it's like, dude, y'all been doing this for 40 years. Y'all are lame as As fuck for this. Like, stop. But my thing is, I like, they're lame, and the people that be looking for them to do that are also lame. Facts. Um, so, because if they didn't do it, people would probably be like, yo, why didn't you guys aren't doing it? Yeah. It's just like something people look forward to. Yeah. So, it's garbage. So, getting into the first game, um, the Ravens game. So, the Steelers look pretty sloppy in that game, but it's so they've reached a point in the season when they were playing this game where they had won ten in a row, mm-hmm. and then there's a point in the season where like when teams are undefeated, they have a letdown game. Yeah, and they teams need to lose. Yeah, quite frankly, to get to get reback fo- to get to refocus. get to refocus and get realigned and get that fire back under their ass and the pressure's off. Yeah, the right? pressure's. Off. I think I, I I think that's really the big thing i don't think it was like you know no i don't really think it was like you know the um it the sloppy play could have been a part of it but at the same time like, i really feel like you know it looks sloppy whenever like you know people expect you to win and like mm-hmm. you are 11 and no like, exactly so the littlest things like you know look like look they're sloppy. amplified yeah they're amplified because you're undefeated so exactly it's one of those type of things like granted they didn't play well but i feel like you know it was the pressure of being undefeated yeah and like i said they they managed they managed to beat the ravens they squeaked by them and that was cool for them mm-hmm. um but um you know they lost to the redskins and here's the thing man so now that alex smith is back in the fold and is by the way shout out alex smith man what the fuck got a lot of respect for alex dude that guy should not be playing football he almost lost his leg comeback player of the year before he took a snap but not only is he playing football he is playing winning football yeah he had a great game Mm -hmm. like and the steelers defense is a nightmare yes they are good as shit and uh, he, granted, Brother Dupree didn't play because he's going to be out for the season. And Devin Bush is not there, but very yeah. comparable defense nonetheless. Yeah, it's still very good defense. Mika Fitzpatrick, fucking the TJ Watts leading the league in sacks right yeah. now. No lie, Joe Hayden. Yeah, still pretty good. Joe Hayden's still a very good corner. Like fucking, they're they're solid. Mm-hmm. You know, on that side of the ball. Um, so like I said, man, Alex Smith played really well. Uh, he struggled a little bit early. 
but you know was able to turn on turn it on in the second quarter. He was able um, to make the plays he needed to make. And here's the thing too. Quietly, the Redskins have one of the best defenses in the NFL. That nobody talks about. No one talks about this because they have an, not just good, but great front seven. Yes. Chase Young is ridiculous. Chase Young is amazing. He's really good. Um, they he, He's as every bit as good as advertised whenever he came out of Ohio State. And usually, I like, you know, I usually have like a thing with Ohio State players. Like, that, you know, I just, I'd be kind of weary of them. Yep. The last few edge rushes that came out there with him and Nick Bosa and, and Joey, Joey Bosa, they've been elite. Yeah. And then, then Montez Sweat has been fucking incredible for mm-hmm. them. Ryan Kerrigan's still there, isn't he? Yeah, he's still there. Ryan Kerrigan. They have Jonathan Allen. Mm-hmm. They have a uh, Bostic. Yeah, it's just fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team that they have, like, which, is, which is a big reason why Ron Rivera took this job. Yeah, exactly. Their defense is great, and and it keeps them in games. It does, and I think building like and the thing is. They have some pretty good young receivers with with uh, Cam Sims, Sims and uh, Terry McLaurin. Logan Thomas had his had a career game as tight end, former Virginia Tech quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, converted into tight end, and he's done a pretty good job for the Redskins this year. Um, they also have a pretty good rookie running back. Yeah, I think that they're building something pretty solid in mm-hmm. Washington. Um, they're trending in the right direction. I don't. Alex Smith isn't the long-term answer at quarterback, but but he's he, most certainly the right now. Yeah, he's because because Dwayne Haskins isn't the answer. Yeah, and I think that he didn't get a fair shake. Yeah, though. I don't think he got a fair shake at all either. But at the same time, like you know, mm-hmm. like Alex Smith doesn't lose you games. Dwayne Haskins was doing stuff to lose you games. Yeah, because he's a rookie. Rookies are gonna lose games. Yes. They they just they're Alex Smith doesn't lose games. That's just even now. And the thing is, like you can be fine with that if the rookie's also helping you win games because. Exactly, like, like Justin Herbert, like J- Justin Herbert has done some things that you know he's made a few throws that are like, well, that's kind of not great. But Justin Herbert's electric, so you yeah. don't fucking care. He's also done some stuff that be like, wow, he won that game. Like, so you take that. I remember Peyton Manning didn't have a great year as rookie. They went three and thirteen, but like he done some stuff to be like, yo, he won that game. He lost a lot of games, but he also won some games. Yeah, and you like, could just tell. You could just tell. Like you're like, uh, Peyton Manning is gonna be real fucking good. Yeah, you could just tell. And then sure enough, in a couple of years, he. Was the best quarterback in the league you know um so again alex smith ain't gonna win you games he ain't gonna lose you games either a lot of times you know and but they uh, have the per- perfect formula for them to mm-hmm. like to succeed like that defense is elite and like you know yeah. he plays winning football i think moving forward i think the redskins are going to be in a good position i will say that ron rivera is kind of an asshole about playing rookies mm-hmm. he's he's kind of an asshole so i think that you're gonna see the Redskins trend upward, but then they're gonna plat. They're gonna flatten out. They're gonna plateau. They're gonna plateau the same way that the Panthers kind of plateaued. Ron's an okay coach, but he's just not. Honestly, like, I just honestly like for a few years there. I think I think right now because they're rebuilding, you give him. He's got a pretty long leash. Yes. Whereas with the Panthers. He, he had a pre- super long leash. He had a long leash, and then he would win and go to the playoffs, and then he went to a Super Bowl and bought himself even more time. Yeah. But watching this guy not play Brian Burns, watching this guy not play Dante Jackson, watching this guy not play Josh Norman, watching this guy not play time and time again yeah. quality rookies that should have been seeing the field, Yeah. 
Ron's an asshole. Yeah. Like, he's not... Like, and it's one of those things, like, you know, like, people like Chase Young, you have no choice but to play him. He's too good for you not to play him. Exactly. Even, even my seven-year-old nephew can see that Chase Young needs to be playing. Exactly. And he doesn't even watch football. Exactly. So, so that's that's the thing with Ron. Like, he's... He rookies getting his doghouse, and then he just he's, unless unless you're like Cam Newton or somebody like you're like an overall pick. That's what I'm saying. Like, but even then he figures out. Like, dude, Brian Burns was their first round pick, and he had him as a special teams gunner. Brian Burns is top ten pass rusher this season. Mm-hmm. Like that's stupid as hell. Stupid as hell. So, and that's the problem, with Ron. But however, their defense is really good. Alex Smith is Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. So they look they're better than they're better than their record suggests. Yeah. They are. They're really starting to gel right now. They are. And no, like they're starting to gel right now. Like this win against the Pittsburgh Steelers are like, you know, you know I wouldn't say it's just kind of a statement win. I, I would and it, and this division is still pretty wide open. It is. And the thing is I'll say um I'll say that I think the two best teams in the East are the Redskins and the Giants. Yeah. And and it the reasons I say that is because the Giants are building a pretty good defense, mm-hmm. and the Redskins are building a pretty good defense, and that's the thing, man. Like I think that that honestly is the trick of it, really. Mm-hmm. I think in a proper rebuild, you rebuild your defense until you can land that top-flight quarterback prospect. Yeah. That, like you build your defense and your offensive line. Yes, that's like, exactly what you, say you do. You build your team from the inside out. Yeah, that's exactly All what you right. do. I don't agree with Colin Coward on a lot of things, but one thing I do agree with him is, like, you know, the guys that are furthest away from the ball, those are the people that I pay the least. Yes. So, like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the, God, the further away you are from the ball, the more le- less likely I want to pay you. Yeah, and that's a, that's a very that's a very good observation, and he's not wrong about that. Like safeties don't need to be making a crazy amount of money unless you're Ed Reed. Yeah, unless, unless you're that type of safety. Corner corners do not need to be making crazy money unless you're Darrell Rivas or yep. Deion Sanders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I agree, man. Like you you need to keep your your linemen, you your need, linebackers, your linebackers, and you know that like that's that's really that's that's very true. Um. Again, so like I said, the Redskins have a very good defense. Um, th- that was an entertaining game. That Redskins yeah. Steelers game it was very entertaining, very back and forth. Uh, a lot of great defense being played. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun fucking game. So um, I kind of thought the Buff the, the next game, the Buffalo Bills and the San Fran game, was kind of entertaining until it wasn't. Yeah, that was a competitive game. But the thing was, I'll tell you, Josh Allen looked fucking great. Yeah, and. I am not the biggest Josh Allen fan, and that's not to say that I think he's ass. I'm not the biggest fan of him either. I just I think that he he's having a great year, and I think he's starting to look better, mm-hmm. and he's trending in a good direction. But the thing is, he still makes some really stupid, stupid decisions and mistakes, and I'm waiting on him to curb that. I like I'm waiting for him, like you know what I'm saying. Uh, because at this point, we know he does well in, his, in, the, in the regular season. I need to see him. Yeah. I need to see him put on some good playoff, like, you know, runs together. The, the, that, that's the, all I'm waiting so for. So the Bills have not won a fucking playoff game since 1995. Yes. They had not won until Monday. They had not won a Monday night football game until since 1999. Doug Flutie was the fucking quarterback of the team. Good old Doug. Yeah. So Flutie Flakes. So 
That's all I'm saying. A, a lot of kids don't rem don't remember that was a thing. Like fluidy flakes was a thing. Yeah, they were pretty good too. I didn't I didn't have any. My yeah. parents won't let me have no fluidy flakes. I tried them once. They're they're all right. Uh, <laughs> they need to bring them back. Yeah. So like I said, man, um, the so the Bills should just be happy. Hey, we finally won a Monday Night Football game. It's been fucking you know it's been literally a decade. Yeah. Sweet. Like awesome. But the next step is they need to win a playoff game. Yeah. And like and, I said, and then after that, then you need to have a deep run in the playoffs. And yeah. After that, hopefully a Super Bowl. Yeah. Ends. Like I said, Josh Allen is. The thing is, you'll watch plays that he'll make where he'll extend and he'll shrug off pressure and he'll extend with his legs and he'll make a throw because he has a really strong arm. Mm -hmm. You're like, wow, that was really impressive. But then he'll do a thing where he'll escape pressure and he panics, and then he will just he'll throw a pick. Yeah, like a bad pick, and you're like, what? The fuck I said, like, was that? like uh, 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 Bills fans, if I was you, like, you would hope that he would his plateau was Ben Roethlisberger because the way Ben Roethlisberger just shrugs off pressure, like the last game, like there was somebody Chase Young was coming, he was like a smooth spin move, and it made it look easy. Yeah, and made, it made a completion. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you would hope that Josh Allen turns into a Ben Roethlisberger. That's yeah. exactly kind of what you would hope. That, like, to me, that's his plateau. That's that's who you want, want him to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, a little bit more athletic, I'll yeah. say, than ben, ben. But Ben's stronger and probably would be yeah. better at throwing people off of him. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like I said, I was, uh, that was a fun game until it just wasn't. Yeah. You're, you're a thousand percent right. Because um, eventually the lack of talent the 49ers had was going to Show it, itself, it yeah. I like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not to say Nick Mullins play bad or, like, you know, Kyle Shanahan's a great coach, honestly. Yes. The fact that they have the record they do, like, there's no Kittle, there's no there's no Garoppolo. There's no Bosa. There's no Bosa. There's um, I like a lot of their defensive line is gone. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure there was a point in the game where Richard Sherman got hurt. I don't know how serious it yeah, was. I don't think or, it's how serious like, it was. I, I, I didn't, or at the very least, I didn't see him at the tail end of that game. Yeah. Like, um, Stefan Diggs had a great game because Stefan Diggs is fucking great. Um, he has over a thousand yards receiving already because, of course, he fucking does. Um, he's had a thousand yards receiving the last two seasons, too. Um, and one of those years, he only played like 12 games or some shit. Shout out to Stefan. Stefan Diggs is fucking great. Um, I miss him. Um, Jeff Justin Jefferson makes it a little easier to swallow, though. Yes. I will say, it makes that a oh, lot shit, easier. Shit. To he, he has a thousand yards a season, dude. Hell he? yeah, he does. Justin Jefferson, say. big dick energy, bro. I'm about to say that like motherfucker balling. Uh, love Justin Jefferson. Uh, this is a Justin Jefferson stand account now. <laughs> Fucking love that guy. Um, so, anyways, like I said, it um it was interesting. You know, it was a good game. The defenses uh were managed because God, I mean. Even with all the injuries and stuff, the 49ers still have a really good defense. Yeah. Um, and the Bills have one of the best defenses in the league. Yes. So and they have for like the last three years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. They're they're they, set they, up they, nice. They, they're just waiting for the offense to catch up and look like they have. So yeah, like, the offense has caught up a lot. Yeah. So um I mean one of the games they lost was a fluke Hail Mary. Um I'm trying to think of the other two they lost. I mean they were they were quality opponents they played mm -hmm. that, that they lost to. So I like think they lost against the Patriots too, I think they might have. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like I said, they, they lost to quality opponents. It, I like and, and that's my thing. I like, you know, whenever you get to the playoffs, that that's all there is is quality opponents. So yeah, yeah, and you have I to like, make sure I, to beat them. You gotta I, I need to see more quality wins, like, you know. Mm -hmm. Well I need to see more quality wins. Just like the uh the Redskins got this quality win tonight. Uh, yeah. But on Thursday, 
I like the Broncos and the Chiefs. I no, think. that was Sunday. That was Sunday. Oh, that yeah, was Bron- Sunday. We had Broncos the- and Chiefs. All right. Let's- so this was a game that was surprisingly close, and then LOL, get fucked. It's Chiefs time. Yeah. Like that was just kind of what well, happened. Well, well, they're in the same in the same division. So anytime division games like you know go to the wire, it doesn't really. Or like it's kind of like me whenever Tom Brady was in the AFC East. I like Tom Brady didn't scare me just for the mere fact I see him twice a year. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they ended up like it was the final was twenty two to sixteen. So like it wasn't like they got blowed out or something. But like you know, again, it just took it took the uh, Chiefs a little bit longer to get going. Um, they didn't really get a whole lot of production out of their running backs. Um, Do they ever, though? True. Um, you know, like I said, Tyron Matthew picked off um, Drew, Locke. Drew Locke twice because uh, Drew Locke's not it. Um, Mahomes only had one touchdown, 318 yards. You know, I was, the thing with Drew Locke was, I like, I think he played well. It's just a mere fact the league caught up to him, and after the league catch up to you, you need to make adjustments. Yeah, and the thing it, is, because the great quarterbacks, you know what they're gonna do, and it's just, it's just execution. Yeah, I like their game, their, it was like even though you know what their tendencies are, like they're still hard to game plan for yeah. because looking at it on film is different than seeing it out there in real life. So, so. Drew, Drew Locke was given an interview recently and he said a thing that definitely tells me that he is not the answer in Denver. Drew Locke literally said this in an interview and it's not that he said this and it's not even that he necessarily believes this. It is that he is stupid enough to say this in an interview. Yeah. That is an indictment of him. Now it also is an indictment of him the fact that he feels this way too. Yeah. He said, 50% of the time when I throw the ball, I think, oh no, when it leaves my hand. Mm. That is bad for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. One, it's one thing to kind of joke about and be like, yeah, sometimes I leave the ball, ball leaves my hands. If you say sometimes, some of the times you're like, oh no. Like, that's Or like, so some throws, I'd be like, man, I did not like the way that left it. Or, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I didn't see that guy. That's what I'm saying. 50% 50% of your throws, you think, oh, no. That is a confidence issue. That is a execution issue. And also, that speaks to you being a dumbass. That you would say that. Yeah, why would you say that? Why would you say that out loud? That's a thing that I, I was talking to uh, my dad about it. I was like, dude, that's a thing that Dan Orlovsky could say. Or like an analyst that was like... Or Skip a, Bayless or somebody. That's say. what I'm saying. Like, like, a, like a quarterback... A guy that used to be a quarterback mm-hmm. that, like, wasn't a great quarterback. Yeah. You know, if, like, if uh, Chris Sims said that. Or that, some, or somebody like Curtis Painter or, like, or like a guy, Tim, Tim Sorgi or somebody like that. That's what I'm that. saying. Like, a guy that was an analyst. Like, yeah. fucking um, uh, Matt Hasselbeck's brother, yeah. Tim. Yeah. If Tim Hasselbeck said that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, a guy that's, like, was an okay quarterback, but not oh, really. Like if they say that as an analyst, yeah, okay, that's funny. And they're an analyst, and that's funny. I like, and they're not playing the game. Yeah, you have like Matt Liner, yeah, or like fucking uh, David Carr, yeah, you know, say some shit like that. Yeah, that's funny as hell. Yeah, but outside of that, nah, I don't want to hear that from a guy that's playing football right, right now. now. And don't want to like, hear that. Like, and you know, what I'm saying like you're the starting quarterback of an NFL team. Yes, exactly. That is just it's not good, man. Um. 
So, I don't know. Like, but even with your confidence shaking, you don't say it. Not like, Sam Darnold is like a shell of himself, and he's not out there saying no shit like that. Exactly. Um, I will say another reason why the Broncos were able to stay close in this game was uh, Melvin Gordon had a really big game running the ball. He yeah. had like 130 yards on like 15 carries or like, some like, shit. And that's the way you got to beat the Chiefs. You got to keep Patrick Mahomes on that sideline. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I mean, control. and... And like, and they try like and the thing is they tried until the Chiefs just kind of opened it up and like you know and started making plays and once they start exactly. making plays and putting points on the scoreboard if you ain't got an offense that can contend with that then it's just going to be a bad time for you exactly man so like I said that and that's kind of exactly what ended up happening you know like you know uh it just it is what it is man you know um, Butker Butker was the real MVP of the team though he fucking five field goals. <laughs> just, just fucking, you know, uh, just Jesus Christ. So, you know, he scored 16. He he scored 16 of their 22 points. Yeah. Obviously, you know, um, 15 of that was on fucking mm-hmm. field goals, and the other one was the extra point. I, so. I, like, I remember something like that happening when the, uh, I want to say the Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just their first Super Bowl run with Peyton Manning, and they played the Ravens. Yeah. Like, you know, the, that was when the Ravens had, like, a number one defense. They didn't score not one time. Like, Adam Vinatieri ended up kicking five field goals and it ended up being, like, 15 to nothing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> like, sometimes you see weird shit like that. So, that was kind of what, what ended up happening in that game. So, like I said, you know, they were able to bust through late and, you know, Mahomes is able to throw a touchdown. Yeah. But, like, you know, the Bron- and the Broncos are another team with an underrated defense. Yeah. Like, you know, like, even without Von Miller – this season mm-hmm. still pretty fucking good defense so i don't know man again it's it was probably outside of the ravens steelers game yeah probably the most boring of these games and that's saying something because that's a i mean which but, but both of them are, are rivals yeah well and the thing is like the Bills game ended up being boring yeah. after it got out of hand it got out of hand but it just felt more interesting to me throughout the course of it because there felt like there was just an inevitability yeah. of the Chiefs Broncos yeah. game like and then event, sure enough that's exactly, exactly what, what happened. happened so you know again it is what it is but so there was no Thursday no like I said I, I don't remember if there was a Thursday game I just figured we'd talk about the Wednesday game and move on with our fucking lives yeah let's move on with our lives I like you know coming up next is I really want to talk about the next <laughs> next uh next next subject I like as I was saying, coming up next, you know, we got our quote of the week, and we also, and Russell Westbrook and John Wall have, like, you know, have switched destinations. We'll tell you which, I like, you know, who, who wins from this, who doesn't win from this, who benefits, and all this other stuff next on the scoreboard on Anchor. I was sick and tired of having terrible dates. I've tried other dating websites before and could never find a match. Honestly, I was about to give up. Never in a million years did I think I'd ever find him. Well, with GiveUpAndSettle.com, that can all end today. Hands down, the best dates I ever had. They sent me more matches than I could ever need. They showed me the way, and I finally found him. Here at GiveUpAndSettle.com, we believe there's someone in the world that is perfect for you, and we're here to help you get over the fact that you're never going to meet that person. We hate each other so much. I can't even look at him because I hate his face. We're not even gay. And we both are. 
with our highly advanced matchmaking system known as the Personality Aptitude Placement Enrollment Research by Algorithmic Groupings, also known as Papier Bog, we will find you a near to perfect match within seconds. I searched gamer and girl and got a 50% match. I hate snakes, but I did ask for a man that was charming. I was always into the shy and quiet type, and that's exactly what I got. I type in how smart, successful, good looking I am on other dating sites and still never found a match. First try on giveupandsettle.com. Perfect match. I typed in black girls as my preference, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the best speller. So I wasn't surprised when I showed up to my first date and saw nothing but a black grill. I'm not picky, I just asked for the hottest match they could find. Our love will continue to burn brighter than it. Nothing wrong with black man. She's still smoking hot. People used to tell me there should be violins playing for me at all times because I was such a sad person. That's why I went on to give up and settle and ask for someone cheerful, optimistic, violin-free. Almost a perfect match. I got a chair full of domestic violence for me. Close enough. We all know there's a lot of fish in the sea, but there's also a lot of people on land. You don't have to resort to fish yet. Just sign up to giveupandsettle.com and find the settling soulmate you never even knew you wanted. We promise you, you will not regret it unless you do. It's completely free, money back guarantee. So what have you got to lose? Sign up, give it a try. You might get a virus. Giveupandsettle.com, we'll see you there. See for yourself and find your perfect match today. It's fast, it's fun, it's not a real site. Giveupandsettle.com. So thank you guys again so much for watching. If you want to see last week's video, click the one on the left. If you want to see bloopers and behind the scenes, click the one on the right. And if you want to go to giveupandsettle.com, click the one on the bottom and find your perfect match today. Day, 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 day. Hey, Tyrone, what you doing in Philly? I thought you was in Cali. Man, I was. But then they said we was having an earthquake, so I had to relocate. But come to find out, the only thing was cracking and shaking was your white ass cheeks when I was fucking along with that stuff. What's up guys? This is the scoreboard quote of the week, brought to you by nobody, because we're broke. This was supposed to be a segment dedicated to people that say amazing things. But as everybody knows, we'll focus on gems like this. I would, but uh, I know where that hand's been. And this. Booties. They make sure you ain't booty. Holy crap, I don't know who the hell we think we are. You couldn't stay off the weed. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So with that being said, here are my two favorite guys, HBK and the Arcade. Welcome back, everybody. It's that uh, like it's our quote of the week. Uh, Ryan, you go first because you yep. said you wanted to. Yeah, man. Uh, so my quote of the week goes to this guy named Alex on Twitter. His at is at Alex Jack Howell. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, he posted this tweet a couple days ago, and uh, it scooped my head right the fuck off. <laughs> it said, bitches be posting, nobody cares about your Spotify wrapped, and then post a pic of their baby? Question mark? Wow. And that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, <laughs> that shit rules. Like, yeah, it does rule. I like. <laughs> it's a good quote, man. 
He said, like, my quote of the week goes to this girl named Yamazon. Her ad is at Big Body Bay. Oh, nice. Um, she said, when did this cancel shit even exist? People can't even cancel their raggedy-ass exes whenever they do foul shit. Who thought this shit was a thing? Damn, got him. <laughs> had to do I, it to him. I had to do it to him. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I fucking agree. Cancel culture is so fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, man, because obviously motherfuckers be out here doing trash. and like, yeah, fuck. But, they, but they be trying to cancel people for having like an opinion. Yeah, uh, that's true. It's their opinion. Oh, we're going to cancel this person. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and then they'll try to cancel people over like stupid shit. Like, dude, honestly... If I ever got famous, I'd get canceled fucking immediately because I'm what? a terrible person. Man, what? No, I'm my, just... listen. My thing is, I like, y'all can't cancel me. I like you know, because uh, if you're going to get if, if it like it if what I do like you know makes you want to do that any uh if it makes you want to do that you wasn't fucking with me anyway. Facts. There, there's out here people. There's people out here killing people. There's there's dudes out here you know saying making families and not taking care of them. But I get canceled because of a of difference of opinion. All right, all right, then. Go right, off, then. go off then. I like you know saying go, I like go on with your lives. I like because right. that because I like cause that's what I say is really important. Yep. <laughs> all right. So we got this trade business. So we got all right. So the trade was John Wall for Russell Westbrook and a one, right? Yes. Um. So did the Wizards get a one, or did the Wizards got a one? The Wizards got a one, and Russell Westbrook for John Wall. Yes. So I think the reason that that happened is Houston got fleeced first and foremost. I'm gonna say they've been getting fleeced for years because they had to give up three, uh, three number one picks for Chris Paul. I think. Yeah. They yeah they they yeah yeah they straight got there, dude. All right. So anyways, so they got fleeced, and the only reason I say they got fleeced. John Wall is fucking awesome. Yes. I'm going to everything. And I'm going to tell you something. This motherfucker is about to tear ass. Angry. He about to play angry, angry. This dude's about to fuck some shit up. All he's been doing the last two years is shooting jumpers. That's all he's been doing. And it was the only part of his game that was a hair inefficient. Yes. Literally the only part of it. He is one of the best passing point guards in the league. Killed motherfuckers going to the cup. Man, what? Pick and roll. Great. John Wall's awesome. Yes. Fucking, he's the shit. Like I said, he's about to tear some ass. However, that contract he signed with the Wizards is expensive. Yes. Guess who now has that contract? The Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets. And that's why it's hilarious that, honestly, the Rockets, which granted... Westbrook's contract ain't good either. I guess they tried to do that because they were trying to do whatever it took to uh, keep James Harden. But the thing with thing with that was is like you know when you look at and I know you hate Russell Westbrook, but the thing when you look at both of those uh but both of uh him and John Wall, they're kind of like the same player just for the mere fact that John Wall has a better jump shot, but like they're both ball dominant. They are super ball dominant. And you, and, and you gotta think, I like John Wall. Like, I don't care what anybody says. John Wall and Bradley Beal. There was some. There was some tension there. And Bradley Beal is not the scorer that James Harden is. And John Wall did not have a problem. I mean, John Wall did had an issue with that. So the thing is, man, like they're cool. They're, so the, here's the thing. I think they got cool towards the end, but there was still kind of like something there. I think. I think that there probably was. I think there was less there than the media made out to be. Yeah. But I think there was more there than the two of them pretend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think that the both of them wanted to be the alpha dog. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so 
That being said, I'm going to say um, John Wall, in my opinion, is a better point guard solely because he's not so damn... And granted, Russell Westbrook's a guy that won an MVP, and I'm saying this. The reason I say that... I say he is might be a better point guard, but he's a better teammate. Because I like... Because I like is what, what people... Grant, what people say about Russell Westbrook, there was like this huge thread of like countless guys like coming to his defense. Like people like Anina's Cantor. Anina's Cantor said he's the best teammate he's ever had. I like there was somebody else that said I like it was like this white guy that was on that when he when he was with the uh he was with the OKC Thunder. I forgot what I think his name was like Albies or Abels. I forgot Albies or something like that. Yeah. He said like whenever we was together, he said me and Russ took the time, like you know what I'm saying? Like and this I was the guy that was on the bench. He was like Russ took the time every time we had a road trip to do something with me, whether it was watch a movie, go to dinner, play cards or do something. And he That's was, really as, cool. And whenever I and whenever I got hurt, you know, and I couldn't travel. He still would call me and be like, ask me, was I okay? And did stuff like That's that. That's cool to hear, man. And I like, you know, and whenever I heard all these stories, I like, wow. I like, you know, a lot of people saying like, you know, if you're Russ's teammate, that guy will, will run through a wall for you. Even Kevin Durant says like the narrative, like, you know, that says that he's like a terrible teammate or something like that. He said, that's just straight ignorant. Yeah. I like, so I like, whenever I saw this, I like, you know, not that I hated Russell Westbrook, but it was just, but it just confirmed well, like what I was saying, it's just like you know, just his play style and his skill set. He can't win a championship, but he gives you everything that he has. So, so here's the thing. Like I said, I can't say the same for John Wall. So, and and that, everything you just said in terms of people skills, maybe very fair. All I was gonna say is, from a basketball standpoint, John Wall isn't self check. Yeah. Russell Westbrook is self check. Yeah. And self-check guys are never going to win championships, Mm -hmm. ever, because they're their worst enemies. John Wall could possibly win a championship one day. I don't know. It depends on... It depends on the situation. I don't know. It it ain't going to be here, though. No. Absolutely not. And here's the other thing, too, is John Wall is a good... And the thing is, at the end of the day, if everything falls the fuck apart in Houston, James Harden fucking demands to be traded... And they end up finding a suitor for him, whether it be the 76ers or whatever. It, 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 or, that's probably why they got John Wall, because they have a feeling that James Harden's Harden going to leave. leave anyways. I like, so if you, and they'll they, have a star. They'll have John Wall there. Yeah, exactly. And so, they like, can build a team around so, him. So, like, in that aspect, even though they got Fleece, that's smart. It makes sense. Like, I, I that's the thing that I like about that their side of it, I will say. Um... That being said, the Wizards came out like fucking bandits because, like, okay, cool, you have Russell Westbrook, um, who's going to bring a toughness and an energy to that team. He's going to hold them young guys accountable. Like, he's been around Scott Brooks, so, like, you know, they know each other. Now, I will will say this. um, Russell Westbrook does smother young superstars sometimes. Uh And I think between him and Beal, it's going to get a little testy because I think that Bradley Beal established himself as one of the best two guards in the league last year and i think that it's going to be very problematic moving forward because the two of them are because bradley bradley beal can play off the ball that ain't a problem for him because he's such a good shooter yeah it doesn't fucking matter like he pit he can come off pin downs Mm. and screens till the fucking cows come home because he's that good of a shooter but that being said bradley beal does need touches too. 
And like, so he can create. I, th- I think uh, the thing with that is, like, you know, like, if I'm Russell Westbrook, like, you got to think Bradley Beal isn't as high maintenance as James Harden. So I feel, Absolutely. So I feel like him being around Bradley Beal and seeing what he's about, he'd be like, you know what? I get this is a this is a you need your touches, but you're not a diva like you know it's a James. I Harden. agree. I, I agree. I, I think Russell Westbrook can kind of deal. Bradley Beal, low key, is one of the more chill guys in the league. Yeah. Like he's fiery and like like he's competitive. He's not fiery. Yeah. But I'll say this, man. I think that with uh, you know, they have Denny, uh, Advita. Yeah. And they have Rui Hachimura. Yeah. And they have Thomas Bradley, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that the Wizards are going to be a lot better than people think they're going to be. Yeah. Because Russell Westbrook automatically adds some wins to your yeah. team. Just because he's a triple-double machine. He's um, he's going to score 20 to 30 to 40 some nights. Yeah. Bradley Beal was dragging a horrible team. Now, granted... The thing about the Wizards that was fun, funny last year was that they weren't, like, good, but they were fun to watch. Yeah. And they Because they were young. Yeah, and they gave some teams... I remember there was a game where they were, they were playing the Lakers, and they came out firing against the Lakers yeah. early and got a big lead. Yeah. And then the Lakers... But the Lakers were just so much more talented than them. Yeah, that they so just, they just came all back. the way back and just crushed them. But that game was entertaining... And the Wizards are entertaining to watch. Yes. And I think that they're building... Because, like I said, Rui Hachimura is one of my favorite young players in the league. Yes. He doesn't get nearly enough play. That dude physically a freak. He's still just learning the game of basketball and learning his body and what he's capable of. I watched him on a couple of possessions in that game early clamp up LeBron. Yeah. Now, granted... Obviously, it didn't fucking last because yeah. it's LeBron. It's fucking LeBron. But, but for a young kid, that, to even stop him yeah. a couple of possessions on one-on-one defense that's, is that's kind good. of it, kind of impressive. And he's strong. And like I said, I love Rui Hachimura. I think he's awesome. And then, like I said, if Denny Avita is what he could be, yeah, this team's gonna be interesting. And like you know, they got that Beadrins guy. I think. Oh, yeah, 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 I like, you know, and if Mo Wagner can somehow, like, you know, I like, you know, develop. I like, they, they got some they got some solid young pieces there. Yeah, like I said, man, I um, I like some of the pieces they have there. Um, Russ will need to give these kids some, because, like, the thing is, last so last year, Bradley had to, like, do too much. Mm-hmm. And he knew he had to do too much, and... It just was what it was, you know. And I think that's I think he'll he'll, he'll appreciate having, having Russ there. I think he'll appreciate having Westbrook there too. And it's just like a certain like you know air to have like because you know it's like it's not like how Russell Westbrook and James Harden was just for the mere fact they're both MVPs. Like Russell Westbrook is a guy with his resume and like in the accolades that he has. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Bradley Beal is great, but he doesn't have the accolades no. Russell, Russell Westbrook has. Now to have somebody like that come there, like you know what I'm saying, like. You have no choice but to be like, all right, we can, yeah. we can, you know. And I love John Wall, but he doesn't even have those accolades. So no, this was like one of those type things. No, it's it's good. It is good. Um, the problem is that like on Russell Westbrook teams, is that and more Russell Westbrook centric teams over the last several seasons, he's proven that he can't make runs in the playoffs mm-hmm. repeatedly just because he's self check. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't really matter who they're playing. Like you know, like that Jazz team from a few years ago. That beat OKC. Yeah. Like, 
Grant Donovan Mitchell's a fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's why that happened to an extent. But at the same time, like... I feel like the Jazz were a better team than they were that year. Well, the thing is, Paul George and fucking Russ just weren't exactly like, meh. And then they wanted to blame everything on Melo. Like, that was the thing to fucking yeah. do. And that was stupid as hell. That was silly. Um, so, um, then you have, a, like I said, you have that. And then you have, you know, like uh, last year, they got beat by the Lakers. You know, handily. Yeah. You know, which granted, that was just a fucking shh, good luck the yeah. rest of the league. You know, um, to be fair to them. But before that, you like I said, like, Westbrook has a tendency to lose to teams in the playoffs that he shouldn't because yeah. he's so fucking self-checked. Yeah. And the thing is, Russ is going to win you a lot of games, but he's going to lose you a lot of games, too, because he's a I fucking like, asshole. I like, hopefully, I like that's, that's where Scott Brooks and Steph could step in because nobody knows him better than he does. Mm-hmm. Maybe Scott Brooks can probably bring that in a little bit. I hope I so. Like you're, you're, I like you're hoping so. So it's like somebody that's been around him whenever he was a, like a, a young younger player, guy, a younger guy coming up. If any, if Scott Brooks can't do it, then nobody. Well, can. the the worst thing too about Scott, Scott didn't have as much control in OKC, yeah, as he could have because the thing is like the way that OKC handles their media is kind of bad. Yeah, the like the the way that like their superstars interact with the media isn't good. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the the coaches don't exactly like I think that's a tough relationship too. Yeah. Because of that kind of the way that the OKC stars are kind of sheltered. Yeah. And they kind of snarl up at reporters yeah. because of that shit. Um so it's kind of an interesting kind of dynamic there. Um which I, I think we've talked about that before yeah. on, on the on the podcast. I don't know how far back you'd have to go to find that episode, um, or if it even exists anymore. LOL. Yeah, I like we have an ass sort of episodes, guys. Yeah. So, um, anyways, um, so I think that there is something to be said about that, and I think that the coaches don't necessarily have as much of an input, like as they could maybe yeah. in situations like that, and. Um, I think that Westbrook spent a lot of his time like not being in a coaching situation where the coaches held him accountable. Yeah, and I think that that. And I think that 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 hasn't been since Scott Brooks left because I I would hey I I don't think Billy Donovan held him accountable. Mike D'Antoni sure as hell didn't hold him no. accountable. Mike D'Antoni so, doesn't hold anyone accountable yeah. for well, so, anything. So long as long as they get the win, but like Scott Brooks is one of the few guys that did hold them accountable. Like they were able to go to a finals. I think I think that the thing is like Scott Brooks grew up with Kevin Durant and, and Russell Westbrook, and then he brought a good mindset to the Wizards with um, John Wall and yeah. stuff. And like I said, I'm just interested to see how it's going to play out. I think that the Wizards are going to be better than people think they are. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you have Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, you ain't got no choice but to be better. Then they, you got to think Hachimura, like, you know, like he's going to have another year of season then, you know. Yeah, exactly, because he was a rookie last yeah, year. Yeah, I'm expecting him. Uh, I'm expecting a lot of those young players, like, you know what I'm saying, to step up. But, like, yeah, you know, and, like, and do big things. But, yeah, and, and we mentioned it earlier, getting back to the Houston side of things, I think that John Wall is an insurance policy against James Harden leaving. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a, look, we got you James, John, we got you John, John Wall. Wall. It's no, in case you fucking go, you go we, we have a guy John. that we can build around yes. outside of you. Outside of you. 
So and the thing is, like you know, the way the way, like I was telling somebody, I was telling somebody at my job. He said these motherfuckers wasn't winning with James Harden. I like at this point, if James Harden, wa- I think that's where they at with it right now. I, if, like if James Harden wants to leave, fuck it, we'll we'll, we'll ride with John Wall because we weren't winning shit with you anyway. And I was telling somebody because they because people always want to, and I have to go on a rant. Do do you mind if I go on a rant? Do you guys mind if I go on a rant? Cause I like, cause I was talking to this one guy, and like the way the way this shit is now is like, you know, all oh, snap. I like, you know, like if these superstars don't win like in two or three years, I like, you know, they're just gonna go off somewhere else. And I'm like, yeah, that's the way it is. But at some point, one of these guys gonna take responsibility for themselves. James Harden had a championship squad with Chris Paul, Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, and Clint Capella, and all them boys. He didn't like. He didn't like. He didn't. Uh, he didn't cash in on that. He didn't want Chris Paul there. That's on him you know what i'm saying i love Giannis. i like you know what i'm saying people say he doesn't have enough i like all right chris middleton isn't enough like you know what i'm saying eric bledsoe wasn't enough i like at some point i like do you guys want to you guys want this to be fantasy basketball and just play all-star play with all-stars they're not enough all-stars to go around like, like to do this I, at some point the players have to own result you, you got the players have to take ownership you know what i'm saying that's one thing i've always respected about damian lillard yeah like I've always respected like, Damian like, Lillard. And, 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 like people are, oh, well, Damian ain't gonna win. I, like it, it, at this point, I like, I like at this point, I don't think Dame cares if he can't win it in Portland. Then it's not gonna happen. But my thing is this: I like, I like he didn't have the type of squads that James Harden did and didn't capitalize on it. No, and Portland. if he and if he and the one time he did have a squad, he went to the he went to the Western Conference Finals, and they couldn't afford to keep anybody. Yep. I like, you know, so I like I was telling this dude at some point, you know, saying, yeah, we love these stars and everything like that. But when are we going to put the onus on them? Yeah, I mean, because like, it, it always just it always just can't be the organizations. Like sometimes these players come up short. Yeah, that's I like true. it's not like LeBron's first stint in Cleveland where he didn't have nothing. That was Cleveland. Oh, there wasn't LeBron. I like James Harden has some really good Houston and it, teams. And it's not like the 76ers who just repeatedly put the wrong sort of pieces around Allen Iverson. Yeah. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. Like put the wrong sort of pieces around him. Um, and like, hell, even with the wrong pieces, AI would still drag them to a finals. Yeah. So, so at some point, like at some point, you know, I was telling him we gotta hope because I like because him going to, going to Brooklyn, even though it may look good on paper, that ain't it either. People are trying to argue me down, saying that's gonna be a great fit. I'm like, hell no, that's one of the worst fits there is. I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, I like if if you say so. I like, you know, what I'm saying, I'm like, you know, like you got people just look at it as like an NBA Jam or like a fantasy basketball thing. I like. My thing is this: James Harden wants to leave. That's fine, but at some point, when are we gonna put the onus on these guys? They be like, "Hey, you guys just didn't get it done." Yeah, I like you know what I'm saying, and I'm and I'm for as putting the onus on the ownership as everybody. But you guys can't sit here and tell me for like a three or four year period, James Harden did not have a championship caliber squad. Oh, absolutely. Houston like, did everything that he every they did everything they could to put him in a situation to be successful, and um, and he was quite frankly. Uh, the problem is, like it, like all James Harden teams, is when he gets to the playoffs and the officiating tightens up and teams see him... Like, daily. ...see him multiple times in a series, they understand how to defend him better mm-hmm. because the thing is, when you catch him on a random fucking road trip, he's going to cook you and he's going to go to the foul line like 20 times. Yeah, especially but, in Houston. Yeah, but the thing is, you're sitting there and you see him in a series... 
you get used to his little garbage that mm-hmm. he does, and you just like are like, all right, man. And then the thing is too, James Harden has a, he turns the ball over a lot. Yeah, like because he he is a he used to be a pretty talented passer, and he still can be. But the problem is he force feeds a lot of shit, like, and he's stupid. Yeah, like he doesn't like he doesn't make intelligent passes. Yeah, like sometimes, and there are games where he has an ass of turnovers. Yeah, like he'll have like fucking eight turnovers and like. Four assists. It's terrible. Yeah, like it's and, just like like I was saying, like you know, like the onus has to be on on these players. Like I love Giannis, all like, because people keep on saying, oh, if the Bucks don't do it, he gonna go to like Golden State or somebody. I like, dude, the Bucks have done everything in their power to give Giannis the, a championship the, the, caliber team. This this off season really showed me that they were like actually serious about yeah. trying, like getting Drew Holiday, because yeah. that's an upgrade over Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, like. It's, pretty big one if you ask me and uh the bucks um while you know they lost west matthews you know and that's a blow yeah um i don't really know who their shooting guard is right now um that's that's fucking completely up in the air um they might have to move chris middleton to the two and like you know plug and play for the three yeah because that bogdanovich trade didn't go through yeah it didn't go through but like like i was saying like you know like last year I like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they got, no, this past year they got beat by the Heat. The following year they got beat by Toronto, I believe. Mm-hmm. They got beat by Toronto. So I'm like. And those are good teams. Those, like, were, those were good both teams. Both of those teams played in the finals. Yeah. So, and, 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 you know, the Heat didn't win, but they could have. They could have. You know? I like, you know, the, like, you know, and it's just a mere fact. Like, Giannis needs to get, I was telling this dude, Giannis needs to get a fucking jump shot. Absolutely. A consistent jump shot. I like, absolutely. you know, I like, and that's on Giannis. I like, it is. you know, I it like, absolutely is. It, it's absolutely on Giannis. So at some point, you can't blame the fucking Bucks. They're the fucking Bucks. Yeah. Like, there's only so much they can fucking do. Yeah, and they're doing everything and they, and they're they doing, can. They're doing everything they can. I yeah. like, you know, like, and the people that don't be in a know with basketball don't know or they can't see that. You yeah, know man. what I'm saying? So that's just my little tirade. I like, you know, I was just tired of, like, you know, people, like, you know, saying, giving excuses to these players that don't deserve fucking excuses and they've had plenty of opportunities to do Pretty op- plenty of opportunities to do so. But like, and somebody said about James Harden, well, he faced the Golden State Warriors. Like, you talk about the same Golden State Warriors that they had down 3 2. Yeah, exactly. Like, I like James Harden didn't finish that, didn't close that deal. Yeah, exactly. You, you had them on the ropes. I like you had all the momentum. Yeah, exactly. And I know Chris Paul got hurt and didn't play that game seven. Yeah. And I know that, but it shouldn't even got to a game seven. <laughs> and y'all missed, and your team and you missed. They went zero for eighteen from three. Yeah. Or some shit, or zero for twenty. I like it was and, nuts. And he went zero for eleven. It's awful. So like at that at some point like you got you guys got to put the, you guys got to put those uh, onus on these stars. So you, yeah. like you got to you got to. But like I like it. I like this trade for both squads just for just for Houston. It's an insurance policy, and I think uh, and I think you know Russ being back with Scott Brooks is a good thing, and Bradley Beal like you know being around Russ like like is a good thing. Yeah, I think that would be chill. I think because like because I cause I think John Wall was a like you know was a great player. I don't think necessarily think he was a good teammate. Yeah, because I don't think Bradley Beal said anything when it, uh, said anything whenever he got traded. He did Bradley Beal actually made a really long post and uh. sent it to John Wall and was like like you know it was a really nice thing. Mm-hmm. He's like listen like people always overblew our relationship. You and I always knew that that was bullshit. Like, yeah. Blah blah blah. Like you, my brother. You always gonna be my brother. Like I love you to death, man. Like it was a really nice thing. Yeah. So that he sent John, and you know, John, John talked about how thankful he was to 
play in Washington as long as he did and yeah. how special it was and stuff. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I like, you know, and I, and I think him being around Russell Westbrook, like, you know, might be, I like, might be good for him too. I like, we'll just have to see just for the mere fact that, you know what I'm saying, like, Bradley Beal isn't a prima donna and he's no. not a diva like no. Ru- uh, James Harden. No. And I think that's what Russ will respect about him. Yeah. Because he's not a diva. I like, he's an asshole, but he's not a diva. <laughs> no, Bradley Beal is like blue collar as hell. Yeah. Hard working man. Like, I like, and I think he can respect that. So I like, in, in the long run, I like. I think it works well for both. Teams. I think it does too. I like, you know, but that's on paper. I like, I like. I said, we'll the, see. Se- the season's gonna start, and like, you know, by the time the season starts, we're gonna be on our Christmas sabbatical. So yep. that's just the way that goes. I didn't Hell think, yeah. I didn't think we were gonna see basketball this soon, but I'm kind of glad that we are. Yep. Just so. Uh, coming up next, all right, we're gonna have our Thug Life moment of the week, and we're gonna be discussing uh, uh, Danny Garcia and Errol Spence and what that means for a possible Spence and uh, Crawford fight. Uh, keep it locked on the scoreboard on Anchor. Presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Arms swinging, knees bending, head bobbing to no particular rhythm. You're either dancing or you have fleas. Call me the doctor. As soon as you hit the dance floor, the taunts begin. Is that all you got, Clea? Unfortunately, yes, that's all you got. Hold on now. Who's in the house? Some guy who can't dance. That's who's in the house. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Happy Feet, because you really put the oogie in boogie. You are listening to Podomatic Radio. You're listening to The Scoreboard with your host, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Catch them here every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. Something that has to warm up before you use it, sir. How about your wife? This is the Scoreboard Thug Life Moment of the Week. Brought to you by nobody. Because we're on a budget. This is the place where douchebag behavior isn't only welcome, but it's celebrated. Now here's your host, HBK and the Arcade. 
We're back, everybody. It's that time. It's a thug life moment of the week. And if you out here doing thug life shit, which I know uh, because of COVID, it's kind of hard to do. But if you are doing thug life shit, we want to hear from you. And you can hit us up on, on our Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard808. Or you can hit us up like via email at scoreboard underscore radio at yahoo.com. Since the arcade has a great thug life moment of the uh, the Thug Life Moment of the Week uh, featuring the legend, Larry Legend, who we speak about very highly on this show. I'm going to start off with mine. Uh, my Thug Life Moment goes to my man, Thomas Jones. <laughs> and Mark Sanchez was t- uh, having an interview with this guy. And he was saying, Thomas Jones was probably one of the most intimidating guys that I've ever had to play with. They were like, yeah. He was like, yeah. Tom, they said, TJ didn't speak a whole lot. But whenever he did, he had like, he always had something to say. So we said one time, said one time uh, like you know we was playing the Bengals and we were like on a one yard line and we were supposed to run the ball it was a laugher we had an easy touchdown but I wanted to throw a touchdown so whenever we got uh we got out the out the break and like and I told Jericho like you know what I'm saying like the, the throw like a slant he said so I so we messed around I didn't give Thomas the ball you know and I and I throw the slant and it got tipped off it almost got intercepted <laughs> I turn around and Thomas jacks me up by my by my uh, collar and says, "If you do that again, I'll beat the fuck out of you in front of everybody in the stadium." He said, "He said, give me the fucking ball." He was like, "Yes, sir." He was like, "So we ended up uh, running the play, easy touchdown." He said, "The second time was during the playoff game, and I remember this playoff game. We went up to San Diego to beat, and we beat the Chargers." I like to go on to the AFC title game against the Colts, and he said he said I had to get like all these tickets and all that stuff for all my family because my because uh, Mark Sanchez is from California, yeah. So like after the game, like you know I had to talk to all these people after the game and stuff, and I was the last person to get on the bus. He said I get up, I get on the bus, and like and he, Thomas Jones like the first one uh, there saying, "God damn Sanchez, holding up the damn bus." So like you know you want to stay after the game and talk to your white skater friends. Like oh man, sweet game man, shut the fuck up and get on this bus and let's go damn damn <laughs> all right all right then he was just like okay <laughs> all right so uh my thug life mother of the week goes to my father uh larry legend larry k the fucking man larry which is crazy because i like we gave him that name but like but larry legends for larry bird and he's a laker fan like us and he can't stand he can't stand the uh, the Celtics. He was like, "Dude, I hate that." Just because Larry Larry Bird's a Celtic, I like take the goddamn nickname. Dude, well, he uh, it was very funny. Like growing growing up, like he was a big Magic fan. Like even back when Magic was at Michigan State, yeah, and he was pulling for Magic in that fucking NCAA championship game. Yeah, and he's like, man, he goes, I used to hate that shit. People just assume because I was white and played basketball and my name was Larry that I like the white <laughs> motherfucker named Larry that played basketball. <laughs> He's like, and I fucking hated him. He's like, fuck that noise. Uh, so, um, anyway, so third life moment of the week goes to my dad. Um, so he's at Walmart, and uh, he's wearing his Vikings hoodie, and uh, it's a Sunday, um, and uh, this attractive girl walks up to him, and she sees a uh, she's younger. She walks up to my dad, and uh, she sees uh, she sees him wearing this Viking hoodie. So she walks up to him and says, Go Packers! And my dad turns around and looks at her, sees she's an attractive young lady, and goes, Oh, okay, so you're a front runner then. And he's like, She looked at me real confused. 
He goes, and I'm not sure if it's because I wasn't falling all over myself because she was hot or because she didn't know what the fuck a front runner was. <laughs> and he got in the car and he drove the fuck off. <laughs> Left that bitch right there confused. <laughs> Vicious. Uh, because most most bitches are front runner fans. So, you, you notice I don't see no girls talking about Go Patriots no more. Yeah, that's I it. I don't see that no more. Yeah, it's weird, ain't it? It's isn't great. that weird? It's great. Isn't that weird? It's great. So, yeah, like I said, man, that shit was hilarious. I don't see no more females wearing Patriot hats at my job no more. It's, 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 it's amazing. That's what I'm saying, bro. I still see a couple of dudes wear that shit, and those dudes I have respect for. Yep. But yep. They sticking lot, around. They sticking around, but, you know, like, front running, boy. Like I said, that shit had me crying. I was <laughs> like, good, good. Fuck her. How you gonna... That... Aggravating, ain't it? That... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't get how you get a Viking. They don't even. I don't. I I can't. Even, you can't even justify that. That's what I'm saying. Like you just gonna go talk shit to a Vikings fan. Like he was like, I respected her enough for her to recognize that this was a Vikings hoodie because there wasn't anything on it. Oh, I thought he, she was talking like go Packers because she thought that was a Packers hoodie. No, no, she was just trying to fuck with my dad. Oh, because she's a Packers fan. Ah, and that's why he's like, oh, you're a front runner then. Yeah. And then she didn't have shit for him. He just got in the fucking car and drove off. Because Larry, Larry's fucking hilarious. So, uh, I usually don't really get... The only time I really get heckled is whenever I wear my Jet stuff. I like that. Now, whenever I wear my Lakers stuff or like my Yankee stuff, I usually don't get heckled like that just because there's nothing to heckle. Nah. Yeah, that's true. I like, you know, it's really just met with anger and hatred of people trying to like test my knowledge of the team. And, and after like they talked to me for about maybe 15 minutes, they'd be like, well, we can't get we can't get this guy. Yep. Yep. So, again, so, that's it. That's it. But uh, so we talking about this uh, Spence and uh, Garcia fight. Yes. Yes. So here's the thing. So Spence, this 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 fight went exactly how I thought it was gonna go, dude. And I love Danny Garcia, but he was not ready. He and, was not ready. And uh, Errol Spence was the better fighter, absolutely controlled the entire fight, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, beat the shit out of him. Basically, um, they the jab discrepancy was one of the dumbest things about that fight. It was which, like which, eighty which, to like fucking twelve. Which was crazy because Danny Garcia like is efficient with his jab. That I saw that stat and that and that staggered me because Danny uh, Danny Garcia is very efficient with his jab because Danny Garcia is like you know I he, like he's not a power puncher he's more of a boxer. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is that shit was funny. Now they landed about the same amount of power punches. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, I think they landed the exact same number of power punches, but the. The jab discrepancy and the landed discrepancy yeah. was just wild. But I expected that just for the mere fact uh, Errol Spence had a longer reach. Yeah, that's true. And the thing is, too, man, like that was funny as shit about this fight was, uh, like, Errol Spence had a terrible car wreck. Yes. And he, this is he was gone for a year. Yeah, and then just came back and was like, yeah, whatever. She's gonna like, beat the shit out of this guy. Yeah, which was crazy because Danny Garcia just isn't any just. No, that is not guy. that. He's a quality fighter. And, uh, and he came back and fought a quality fighter. <laughs> yeah, and he made him look like not a quality fighter. And that's the sign, man. That That's the thing that really is, cracks me up about that division. Yes. And that's what was so impressive to me about the Terrence Crawford win mm-hmm. was that, like, he made Kel Brook look mediocre. Yes. And Errol Spence made Danny Garcia look mediocre. mediocre. That's what great fighters do. 
They make the really good fighters, fighters look mediocre. Bad. They make them look bad. And that's like, like you know, it's the difference between a, I don't know, like you have an Oscar De La Hoya in the ring with, I don't know, just throw out a name, doesn't matter. Solid. Julio Cesar Chavez. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, literally that's exactly what happened when they fought. Not talking about Junior. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Or senior, but yeah. did you, but senior's better than junior. See, so. see, senior, senior's really well respected in the boxing community. I don't want to just dump on him like yeah. that. But Oscar De La Hoya made him look average. Yes, he got older in that fight. That's how good Oscar was at and that time. At that time, and that's how bad he made him look. Like Roy Jones made. I like you know we're gonna talk about him early because somebody asked a question about that. <sighs> uh, how I made James Tony look like he was nothing. That's what I'm saying. And Roy Jones Jr. made a lot of good fighters look like they were nothing. Floyd made a lot of people look, which is crazy because they don't give Floyd the credit. They don't give Floyd the credit he deserves for making Canelo Alvarez look like nothing. He made Canelo look like shit in that fight. And Canelo is a top five pound for pound fighter right now, in like according to the pound for pound rankings. Yes. If you put stock into those yeah which to an extent i do but Kinda, still but but still man like you made him look like he was nothing yeah and, like, and that was a and I, and I tell people all the time like the only fights that i ever picked floyd to lose was oscar de la hoya and canelo alvarez because i was scared for him in that canelo alvarez fight because yeah. i felt like you know if canelo can catch him one time that would be because that's how much power canelo had yeah, and he could never catch him, and he made him look average. That's what I'm saying, man. And that's what great fighters do to really good fighters. Yes, because there's a difference between great and really good. Yes, and really good and great. Or, or on Floyd would say there's a difference between great fighters and TB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like or as he would say, I like yeah. There's a there, there's a difference, and whenever you see that on display, I like. I'm not saying like you know, saying like you know, it's great to see, but it's just it's kind of it's amazing to see. Yes. I like it wasn't great for me to see Danny Garcia get beat down like that. No. But the 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 see like the discrepancy, you're like, you know, you just like yeah, wow. It's just wow. Like again, and like I said, watching Terrence Crawford handle Kell Brook the other week. Yes. That was amazing to see. Mm-hmm. Literally. It was like, wow, fuck. Jesus Christ. Like so I'm sitting here looking at it like, you know, Danny Garcia, like out of all like the big time uh welterweights, you know, yeah, he's lost. He's lost against uh, Sean Porter. He lost against Errol Spence. He lost against Keith Thurman. You know what I'm saying? So, that, but, but a lot of those guys they beat up on each other because mm-hmm. Sean Porter lost against um, Keith Thurman, and I think he lost against Errol Spence. I no, I don't think. I don't Sean think Porter fought, hasn't fought Errol. Yeah, Spence. Fought, uh, yeah, I haven't fought him yet. Um, yeah, he lost against Kell Brook. He lost against uh, I want to say Brandon Jacobs or somebody. But like, but there was somebody else, like you know, in, in there that he lost to. Yeah, that's a, you're right. Like these guys beat, beat up, up on, on each, each other. other, and that's how good this division is. And uh, all there's a shit ton of really good fighters mm-hmm. in this division. Um, it's the best division in boxing by far. By far. And um, you know, and like, and that's been that way even when Floyd was in the welterweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was like that then. Uh, so I like it just like everybody else had to kind of catch up. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, so like my thing is everybody, everybody's waiting for uh, Terrence Crawford and Spence, and I was like, like it's gonna happen, but it's not gonna happen whenever you guys like you know want it to happen. Like, <laughs> like, and they know it's gonna happen, but they need that shit to build up because a lot of people, a lot of people don't know who the hell Terrence Crawford is. The thing is, I know it's really funny because um, it's funny Spence. And Crawford's camps both want Pacquiao. 
And that's a very funny thing because it's a money fight. And yeah, they it's, both, a big, it's a big money fight. And they both want him. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I love Manny Pacquiao, but boy, he don't want that smoke. You don't, either, he, either of those fights. He don't want either of them. He doesn't want either. But then, but then again, that motherfucker has amazed me before. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I, like, I thought he didn't want Keith Thurman, and then he said like, shit. Because that's the thing. I like, I like logically, I like Manny Pacquiao. Like you know, doesn't want that smoke. But that that motherfucker has amazed me one too many times for me to ever count him out. Yeah, that's true. ever. So I like you know what I'm saying. I like you know he shouldn't. But then again, it wouldn't surprise me that he did. And I like, you know, when something amazing happened, because that's what the hell Manny Pacquiao does. And Manny Pacquiao is smart at this point at, at this point in time, because it may be a big money fight for them, but it may not be a big money fight for him. That's right. I like, and Manny Pacquiao is at that point now where, you know what I'm saying, he can pick and choose. And the mere fact that, you know what I'm saying, that they want him, he could be like, no, because I'm going to be the A side. I like, it's a big money fight for you, but it's really not doing anything for me. That's true. That's true. He could do, he could absolutely do that. He has that leverage. So. He does. He has all the leverage because Spence and, uh, Spence and Crawford are, Spence and Crawford both are in a situation where they know that they need each other. Yeah. But at the same time, they're also they're trying to build up the they're trying to build up the, the hype and suspense leading up to it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think realistically that they're in the same situation that Ryan Garcia and Devin Haney are in. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like you know, except Devin Haney wants Ryan Garcia right now, and I think Ryan Garcia wants him now. But the promotions, like you know, Golden Bar Promotions, is not gonna. They yeah. they trying to build they trying to build that up. Yeah, it's smart. And the thing is with the two of them too, because they're so young. They're so both young. of both of them are so fucking young. They should wait they on that. They should wait. Yeah, because I mean those dudes aren't even in their primes yet. Yeah. Like what the fuck? You know? Like yeah, and the thing is, like you know, if they do it now, nobody's gonna care. I like they're gonna have to do it whenever this shit care because, I like those two might be like the, the the face of boxing in like a couple of years. Exactly. So. Um, that's the thing, man, too. And I'm going to tell you something, man. The two of them might be in a place where eventually, where they might go find Javante Davis. Mm-hmm. Eventually. They, they ain't ready for that shit right now. No. Neither of them. But that's what but I'm But then saying. again, like, Devin Haney ain't calling out Javante Davis. Just for the mere fact, him and Javante Davis are affiliated with Floyd Mayweather. Exactly. So, so they know each other and they've been around each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, Devin Haney w- wouldn't be scared to, but he's not calling Javante Davis out like Exactly. Cause it, yeah, exactly. So I like because like he's seen him up close and personal. He was just like, I don't think you want that, man. Yeah, Not that, right now. Yeah. Not right now. I like you know what I'm saying. So I think Devin Haney probably is chasing Javante Davis right now, yeah. and he and he knows better than to be trying to call him out. He, yeah. Because I think that he knows that Javante's ahead of him developmentally. Yeah. Because he spent time around him. Yeah. I, th- I think I agree with you there fully. Whereas Ryan Garcia don't know their damn better. Yeah. He's over here like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fire everybody. You see my hands. You seen these drills I do? It's crazy. Yeah, you be like, nah, man, you don't yeah. want, you don't want tank, not right now, not no. right now. So it's just like one of those type of things. Like they need each other, but it's just one of those type of things where you know, like outside of boxing purists like us, I'm like they don't, they don't know who these guys are. No, look, the mere fact that people are sitting here saying like, oh man, but boxing is shitty right now. Like, <laughs> like you y'all don't ain't watch, paying attention. Y'all not paying attention. Yeah, and that's y'all's problem. And that's y'all's problem. So again, man, I think. Um, like I said, I think that you'll see. Um, I think you'll see the Spence Crawford fight, but I think realistically, I think one, if not both of them, weirdly enough, might end up fighting Pacquiao before uh, 
before they see each other. All right, and also there's so and there's the, there's so much other stuff to do. I like more so for Terrence Crawford yes. than Errol Spence because Errol Spence has been in this division and he's fought some big guys in this division. I like you know you fought Kill Brook, but my th- I like you know, but he's kind of like out of like the way the rankings are, mm-hmm. he's kind of like on a he's, he's on- like he's a starter person. Yeah, I like you know not to say that he can't beat Sean Porter or Danny Garcia or like or or Keith Thurman, but you know those those guys need to be next on your radar. I like and I think Sean Porter will be glad to have a Terrence Crawford fight because Sean Porter's not scared of nobody. He wanted Errol Spence. Yeah. I like you know what I'm saying Sean Porter's not scared of nobody. I like that's I like to me. I like because you know I don't know where Keith Thurman is at right now because we haven't seen him since the Pacquiao fight. Yeah. So uh, I don't know where he's at mentally or physically. But if I'm Terrence Crawford, there's I, money to be made before yeah, you fight, fight Spence. Spence. Yeah, there's plenty of money on the table because you know, like the Sean Porter's a money fight because people love Sean Porter. You know what I'm saying? I like. Like Danny Garcia, people love Danny Garcia, especially in like in the Philly area. So there's money, there's there's big money fights. That's not the only big money fight. And if I'm ten, like if I'm people in Terrence Crawford camp, but like this is why you came here anyway, because not just to get one big money fight, to get multiple big money fights. That's gonna be there. I like whether you take an L or not. That's that's gonna be there. People be so focused on losing that losing that zero. It doesn't it doesn't even matter. That fight's gonna be there. But we need to get all these other uh, big money fights out the way first to build up the resume so whenever it does happen it'll we can capitalize on as much money as we can and like it's just like floyd mayweather did with manny pacquiao whenever the boxing purists wanted him to fight manny pacquiao he said nobody knew who manny pacquiao was i knew who manny pacquiao was because i've seen that i've seen that trilogy you had with eric morales yeah. you know what I'm saying the mere fact that eric morales was going to fight a young wild manny pacquiao three times crazy Mm-hmm. Absolutely crazy. I like, you know what I'm saying? I I that's that's how I knew about him. But the thing was nobody else knew about him. So it was just like one of those type of things. Like Floyd was just waiting. He was just waiting until Manny Pacquiao was a big enough name to where he could he could capitalize that monetarily and then boom. That I like if people are like, man, you should have fought him earlier. I like you guys didn't know him earlier. Yeah, but the other thing too is Bob Arum had a lot to do with that too. So. Yeah, Bob Arum had a lot to do with that, but yeah, like but then again, like like you guys didn't know who Manny Pacquiao was earlier, so would it really made it made a difference? Yeah, exactly. I like it really wouldn't have made a difference. So I like it, it, there's a there's a lot of money to be made here. I like for both of them. I like they know they're gonna fight each other eventually. I like you know, but I don't think that they're pushing the issue. Yeah, I like maybe Terrence Crawford might push the issue a little bit because he's a little bit older than Errol. Yeah, Spence. he need he needs to get on the gas a little bit. Yeah, more. he needs to get on the gas. That's why I was saying more so. Uh, Terrence Crawford. If I'm Terrence Crawford, I'm getting I'm getting on Spence. I mean, I'm not not Spence. I'm getting on Thurman, Garcia, Porter. Porter. I like you know get those guys out the way because once you get those guys out the way, and like you know, and it looks in the way it looks in the mirror uh, in the media, like he mowed those three guys down, which is like one of the uh, one of the upper echelon guys in the division. Your net all, all you just left is you, Errol Spence. So that puts the pressure on Errol Spence if Errol wants to be a little bit too cute and wait a little bit too long. Which I don't think he will, but if I'm Terrence Crawford, those are the next. Hon- honestly, the thing is, realistically, I think at Crawford Crawford should take one more fight. I think really and truly, I think he should decide which one of those three dudes he wants to fight. And I think that I think that uh, Spence should fight Pacquiao. And I think that after that, I think the two of them should fight. Realistically, that's what I think should happen because I think it's a good compromise in the middle. I think it's it happens rapidly. And I think that it puts them both in a good place, mm-hmm. and I, especially because who has the other belt in that division, or did Spence unify? I think Spence unified. 
I would say I don't I don't know if he did or not. Yeah. I thought Porter might have had a belt. Wait and, a minute. I uh, think Porter does have a belt. My uh, okay, so Crawford should go fucking fight Porter. Yeah. Take Porter's belt if he can, you know, and then they could unify. Mm-hmm. And that's big money as hell right there. Yeah, it's big money as hell. Like I said, like people love Sean Porter. Yeah. So, like, like I said, there's plenty, there's plenty of money to be uh, like to be made. I like hold on, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to look at it right now, I'm like because I, I don't want to be wrong. Actually, the way it is, like you know, Terrence Crawford has a belt, Spence has a belt, Manny Pacquiao has a belt. I forgot that Pacquiao had a belt. That's oh, right. But, but Spence has, yeah, Spence unified this uh this weekend because he has two belts. So right, right, yeah, because yeah, so yeah, Garcia, Garcia, Porter had a belt in that division. I don't know what the fuck happened. Um, did he lose it or like? No, he didn't lose it. I think it was just one of those type of things. I, because Porter's been doing a lot of media stuff and everything. It's been, uh, a, yeah. it's been a while since Porter been in the ring. So yeah, I think right. Have to kind of relinquish it. Yeah, like, he might have had to vacate. Yeah, yeah, he had to vacate it. So yeah, like yeah. So Manny has a belt. Spence has two belts. Crawford has a belt. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that works perfectly. So fucking if Spence could go fucking take Pacquiao's belt, and then fucking Crawford takes fucking. Um, Sean Porter. Sean Porter. But well, but wait a second. You said he has two belts. Spence has two. Pacquiao has one. Crawford has one. Yes. Okay. Well, then fucking yeah. Just one of them has to fight Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, if fucking Crawford can convince Porter to fight him, you know, that, which, I, which I think that would be a good fight. I think that's a good fight, and I think that that's the path. I think. because uh, I feel, because uh, I feel like you know, for the first time, like I don't think, I. I well, I think that's a fight to the finish for uh for Terrence Crawford. I think he needs one of those fights. I think he needs one of those too. I think he desperately needs one I of those like, fights. You know, and, and I might be discounting Terrence Crawford, but that's how much I believe in Sean Porter. Sean Porter just does not go down. No. I like, you know, he's just gonna keep coming at you, and I feel like that's a fight. That's a fight you can to beat, the finish. You can beat the shit out of Sean. I've seen that guy eat some shit. Yeah. Like, I mean like goddamn yeah. death hands. And Spe- Sean Spe- Porter is just like, meh. Yeah, especially on the uh, Keith Thurman fight, which I feel like you know he Keith could... Thurman beat the shit out of him, mm-hmm. and not and I don't mean that in terms of like wow he just dominated yeah, yeah. the fight and but like he he, t- he took some big he bl- took big some blood. that that was again Thurman was one time Thurman and mm-hmm. at the height of his powers yeah. and he couldn't he couldn't knock out Sean Porter that's what I'm saying so I think that that tells you everything you need to know right there about him so I think Terrence Crawford needs that because I feel like Spence is gonna take him the distance too I like so I like I feel like he needs that Porter fight right I like I absolutely think he needs that Porter fight because we've seen Errol Spence go to distance I haven't seen Terrence Crawford go to distance with somebody somebody good yeah you know and I think Sean Porter will give that to him yeah or like you know, and if he's not careful, Sean Porter could probably squeak out a win. Not to say that Sean Porter's better, because the Sean Porter has been in there with a lot of people that he wasn't better than, and still squeaked out a win just because of his heart and just you know, like his he, chin and his chin and low key, he's an intelligent fighter. Yeah, you know, like he's a very intelligent fighter. So I think if like if I like if I'm Terrence Crawford, that's who I'm going after. Mm-hmm. You know, like because because once you beat somebody like Sean Porter, then people are gonna start talking. They'd be like, "All right, Spence. I like. What are you gonna do? Because even even if he was a beat up on Pacquiao, Pacquiao's old. I like. You know what I'm saying? I like. It's just a name at that point. But they'd yeah. be like, "Yo, he beat Sean Porter. I like. Come on now. What Hell, and the thing is too, man. If that fight goes the way that it could with fucking Spence and Crawford, you tell me that couldn't possibly be a trilogy. Yeah, they could just make money out. They could just yeah. If it's a fucking so if they fight and it goes the distance and it's amazing, like it could be. Yeah. 
That's a trilogy right That's there. That's a trilogy. Right there. Mm-hmm. And that shit will be fun as hell to watch. Yeah. Most definitely. And the sport of boxing will be better for it. Most definitely. Sorry. Most definitely. So, coming up next, all right, your questions are in. It's about that time. It's mail time. You guys keep it locked on the scoreboard on Anchor. Crazy, right? That's a tattoo, though. You want to get that? Hulu has live sports. Really? Yep, it's in my contract. It's in the contract. Can we at least change the font? If you want to be sued. Well, what if it's coming out of a dragon's mouth? Well, exactly. No dragons, no mouths. None of that. We could do like a tough dolphin splashing yeah, like, out. How large? Uh, yeah. How? Oh. How much are they paying you? Get that money. Hulu has live sports. Get that money. What's up, guys? You've been listening to The Scoreboard. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash scoreboard 808. And you can also follow HBK and The Arcade on Twitter at DXHeartbreakKid and Arcade. And remember, you can catch us every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. It's already 110 in the summer. And if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. Hey guys, it's mail time. This is the part of the show where we answer your questions. We usually expect questions like these. Tell me about Spider-Man. Why wasn't Thor in that one? Do you guys think that if MJ hadn't died, he would still be alive today? And these. What the fuck do a mermaid got to do with coffee any motherfucking way? And for the love of God. You spell check. Take it away, fellas. Appreciate it, bro. It's that time. It's mail time. And if you want to interact with us and send us your question, as always, you can hit me up on Twitter at HBK underscore Elmatic. You can hit us up on Facebook and you can also email us because I told you guys that shit the last segment if you've been listening. So, but like I said, we appreciate your questions like every week. You know what I'm saying? It's always like, my favorite segment. It's one of my favorite segments, like, you know what I'm saying, to interact with you guys, whether you whether you guys got questions, concerns, criticisms, or you're just talking shit, because we, we like to talk shit back, so. Yeah, that's true. All right, so, well, first question comes from Paul from Washington. He said, yo, guys, after watching that Mike Tyson and Roy Jones fight, is this going to be like a trend where old guys are going to be doing this shit? I fucking hope not, honestly, because here's the thing. To be honest with you, I think it is. I I hate it. I hate it. I fucking hate it. I hate thinking about it. It probably is. It probably is, especially with the the way the exhibition is and stuff like that. I I think it is. Dude. I was telling people, for the first time in a long time, if you look at Mike Tyson, like in that post, I like fight interview, it just seemed like a happiness there. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like that's the first time in a long time I've seen him like truly happy. Because just for the mere fact, and the reason I say that, because there was like this uh there was like this interview he did with Sugar Ray Leonard, and he was talking about how he feels like a bitch because he can't be that guy that he used to be anymore. He said, and he misses him. So like, so even in an exhibition, like in an exhibition way where they can like raise money for charity, he got to recapture that. A he little got bit. to recapture that a little bit. Yep. Like you know, and if he can be able to do that and be at peace with that, and they're doing it for a good cause, like I'm kind of all for it. Because they were asking him, you were like, well, would you ever like you know do this like seriously, like you know get a license? Like no. He said, this is cool. He said, me and Roy are humanitarians. Like we're raising money and we're doing this for a good cause. Yeah, he man. Said, I said, this is a hell of a. This is this means a lot more than anything I ever did whenever I was actually in the ring. Well, and the dude, the other thing too, man, is I will say this. Um, God damn, they just looked so old. And I'll say this, Mike Tyson was in better shape than Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. was. I don't think Roy took this shit seriously. No, he definitely didn't. And uh, it was very obvious because in the second round, Roy was already exhausted. Yeah. Now, they both were sucking wind late, but like Roy <laughs> was really sucking wind, wind like, <laughs> in the second round. He was like, ah, oh, God. It was like, it was and like he was just holding. <laughs> yeah, they, they were out of shape. as Well, Tyson wasn't really out of shape. Tyson's just old. Yeah, Tyson looked like he was in great shape for his age. Roy kind of looked out of shape. Yeah, Roy looks super out of shape, So, um, which is sad. But, which hey. was crazy because he said, like, I think I had a six-pack. I think I need to get a 12th. <laughs> That's it. That's it, bro. That's it. Because <laughs> I remember because, like, you know, Mike was like, they asked Mike, he was like, do you think you won? He said, yeah, I won. I think I won. But I'm cool with the draw because everybody everybody seemed to enjoy it. So, yeah. like, so I'm cool with that. He said, like, then they were talking to Roy. He was like, oh, we got to do this again. And Roy was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, Roy's like, old man shit. <laughs> He's like, uh, <laughs> I have to talk to my family. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's funny. So my man been fighting since he was forty-seven. Now he's fifty-one. He's like, oh, I gotta talk to my family. About yep. this. Exactly. He just retired three years ago. He's like, he, oh, I gotta talk to my family about I think, this. I think, I think Roy like not getting punched in the head, and I think he like being old. Yo, the reason why I think this is gonna be a thing because you know who calls your man Tyson out? Oh, somebody that you love. Did Vander Holyfield? Yes. Oh my fucking yes. god. Oh yes, my fucking god. Yes, old. Right. Yes, old. <laughs> that's funny. Well, I'll tell you that'll get a draw just because it's like the, the history between the, the history. Two. Yeah, that's and like and like in like in Vander Holyfield, like you know, has kind of been less. No, he's been he just kind of retired like kind of more recently than Tyson did. Cause Vander fought till he was like in fifty. God, yeah, he's ugh, he fought forever. Ah, fucking love that man. I, I would actually like to see that. Though. I'm sure it'd be fun. It'd be fun. I like you know because somebody asked them about you. Like yeah, I do it. All, all Mike has to do is sign the contract. That's why I said this is gonna be a trend. Yeah, it's gonna be a trend. I like, and if it's in the exhibition thing, like, and, it's, and they're doing it for a good cause, I'm fine with I, it. I, I'm fine with it. I it's, like, you know, what I'm saying because yeah, I like, okay. yeah. Now that she, like I said, I, I, I was hoping not, but actually, you know, because of the charity aspect of it, like, whatever. If people enjoy it and it's fun and it's, it's funny, fun, it's fun and people don't really take it seriously. And we can get Snoop Dogg to narrate every one of these motherfuckers because oh, that shit was goaded. Yeah, that shit was great. I like, you know. Oh my god. I like, you know. But I was telling, I was, I was telling somebody like for the first time in a long time. I like, even though you didn't see it, I like, you know, it felt like Mike Tyson was happy. Yeah. Because he I like so you know because he feels like you know as I can kind of get some res- rem- reverence of like that guy that I used to be. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, and he's in a better headspace now. Like, whenever he was that guy, he wasn't in such a great headspace. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's just with just any athletes. They wish they can be that guy again. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, for him, like, you know, to be like, it wasn't, it's not as devastating as it was, but, you know. It's it's funny, too, because I'd like to see Mike Tyson, because Mike Tyson is a completely different human being now. Yeah. Than he was when he was Mike, Iron Mike Mike Tyson. Tyson. I would really like to see him now yeah like the the sort of enlightenment mm-hmm. and the peace that he's found yeah i would like to drop that guy back into mike tyson yeah you know what i mean and i'd like to see what would happen i really would yeah it'd be interesting to see i think and i think i like and i think it's good for him because he can do all that other stuff but like you know whenever he craves to be iron mike he can still get that fixed by doing this yeah even if it's for a short short time because who knows he might be like all right i like i'm done i got my fix i like you know it was just something that was just like a pipe dream but the mere fact that he gets to relive the, mm-hmm. and be a that, little bit that that guy a it's little bit cool. like you know it's kind of cool and like for the first time in a long time even though you didn't see it but you got to kind of read body language it seemed like he he was kind of happy he was able to do that because yeah. he complained about that for a lot. He was in tears in that co- in that uh, in that uh, mm. in that uh, interview with Sugar Ray Leonard that he could not be that guy anymore. He said and it makes him feel like a bitch because he said he misses him. Yeah. So the mere fact that he can somewhat kind of be somewhat Iron Mike Tyson, you know, like you know, I guess he gets solace in that. So if he can do that, like, and it's for a good cause. And it's and if it's done right, because this card wasn't actually bad at all. No, nah. you know, so like if they can do it right, then I, I'm 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 and if people like you know take it for what it is, I think it's going to be pretty good. But yep. they got something going on here. They got something going on here. So, uh, second question is from Richard from North Carolina. Said, so, "What's up, guys?" He said, "He said, what's the deal with Canelo not being interested in, the, in like in a third Triple G fight? He keeps on like you know taking on these guys that I've never heard of before. You know what I'm saying? The thing that pisses me off, just like Mike says, if Floyd Mayweather was to do this, people would be crucifying him, but nobody's saying anything Canelo, and this is bullshit." I like he said he says like he's not trying to fight Canelo, he's not trying to fight Andrade, he's fighting people that I've never heard of before. What's the fucking deal? Um. I like you took the words right out of my mouth. Man. I would say, yeah, man, uh, that's really well said. Uh, it's a bitch move, and um, I like he said he's not even interested. Yeah, it's a bitch move, and I think. Well, here's the thing: I think that he fucking, I think he lost that first fight. Yes, absolutely, he lost that first fight, and they called it a draw, and it was bullshit. He lost that first fight. Um, he barely fraudulent. Made, I would say he made it past that second fight barely. Yeah, I would say because I mean, you know. He won the second fight. Like, yeah. I ain't gonna bullshit you. He won the second fight. But the first fight, he lost. Yes. And it's fraudulent that he is. He had a draw, and he won. And he's like, meh, I'm just not gonna fight him again, meh. And it's like, all right, that's cool, man. You know, but I like you're it, a bitch. I like, and the thing, and this is why, I like, and this is why Canelo, I'm not Canelo, this is why Triple G didn't respect Canelo. Yeah. I like this is why. Yeah, and the thing is, man, honestly, I'm gonna tell you something. I respect Triple G more than I respect Canelo. Canelo is probably a better fighter. Yeah. But I respect Triple G a fuck ton more. 
Oh, like, because I, which was crazy because people were saying, like, why you respect, because people were like, why you respect Floyd Mayweather so much? Because he was sitting there saying, they were, because, because they were asking, like, what would they do, like, without a fight, uh, what would he do for a fight with Floyd Mayweather? They said, would you move down to welterweight? He said, absolutely, I will move down to welterweight. I might die trying to do that, but to get a, get a fight with Floyd Mayweather, I'd move down to welterweight because that's Floyd Mayweather. That's somebody I have a lot of respect for. Yeah. He said, would, said, would you do, like, a catchweight or something for Canelo? Canelo said, absolutely not. Fuck that guy. We're both middleweights. Why do I got to do a catchweight for him? Yeah, Exactly. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I I respect Triple G. Yeah, he said like, but what's the purpose of that? Yeah, exactly. I like, you know, he's not Floyd to wherever I gotta acquiesce to what whatever he does. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying I got to a little bit, but like, he's not gonna put no strenuous demands on me. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, y'all like, you know, that's the I like that's not the money fight that Mayweather was. I like, so here's know. the here's the thing, man. Because Canelo, so Canelo got his money fight with Triple G. He it was a draw, and then he fought him again, and he won. So now he's just out here feasting, just stat padding his W column. That's I like, all he's I like, doing. And, and, and that's the thing that kills me, man. I like, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I like, I'm not trying to be the Floyd apologist, but you, Ryan, you know me and everybody that knows me here. The heartbreak kid likes to be fair. So, like, if y'all gonna do that to Floyd, y'all need to do that to Canelo. Yeah, absolutely. I like, you're like, he needs to fight Andrade. Yeah, he like, does. Yeah, like, if you're not gonna fight, if you're not gonna fight uh, Triple G, you need to fight Andrade because you've been ducking him too. Absolutely, he's been ducking him. I like, and, and in some ways you kind of because you're a middleweight. In some ways you kind of ducked Andre Ward too. So let's talk about that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, man. Like I, I don't... because because he was a middleweight when Andre Ward was a middleweight. You didn't want that smoke either. Yeah, he absolutely didn't because you know, like, I think because, we all know what the fuck would have happened because, in that fight. Tri- because Triple G kind of ducked Andre Ward, so if Triple D they ju- both did. I like so if Triple G ducked Andre Ward, Canelo most certainly did because Canelo didn't want none of Triple G. So let's talk about it, people. Yeah. Like so, so for you guys that like to kill Floyd Mayweather, talk about he likes to pick his fights and all that shit. And he likes to duck everybody. Floyd Mayweather defeated like eighteen different world champions. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, I ain't trying to listen. To I, that I ain't shit. trying to listen to that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna chastise one, let's chastise another one. You're not gonna chastise Canelo because you like him? Nah, fuck that. It is what it is. Canelo's a great fighter, but bruh, you ducking Andrade and like, and you're ducking a third fight with uh, Triple G. And even and I don't even care about the, the third fight with Triple G. I would like to see it, but at the end of the day, Triple G just might get robbed, just like he got robbed in the first one. But I do want to see that Andrade fight. Yeah. I like you've been ducking him. Flat out, you've been flat out ducking him, and anybody with some sense or anybody to know knows that you've been ducking him, dude. Like I said, man, I just again, they both ducked, they both ducked Andre Ward correctly, I might add, because both of them would have got their asses tore up, yes, and that's why neither of them fought him. Mm-hmm. It's smart, it was a career decision, that's all that was. That was a career decision that the two of them made, yeah. To make sure, because uh, I remember Andre Ward calling out Triple G. He was like, "Yo, like his promoters talking a bunch of shit. Like, you know, if they want this fight, we can make it happen." I like, I'm not scared. Yeah, and then and, and lo and behold, nothing happened. Had nothing happened. Yeah, exactly. So that's all because because he thought he was going to talk shit to Andre, uh, talk shit about Andre Ward, and it not get back to him and Andre Ward not respond. Yeah, like you don't know who the hell that man is. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is too, man. Like I said, I like Triple G. Triple G. The only fights, the only fight I ever accuse Triple G of ducking is Andre Ward. Yes. Because he's usually fucking about some shit. Yeah. 
Canelo Alvarez is much less about shit than fucking Triple G, Triple G is. Because my thing is like, like Canelo ducked Andre Ward and 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 I'm not saying he ducked in Triple G, but like you know you don't want no parts of him. Yeah, like you, I like yeah, it. I think you had two fights with him. You know you you know in your heart of hearts you lost that first one, and that was the perception. So that's why you had to fight him the second time, and you really and, didn't and, want to, and you got by him. But I think that you fucking. I think real talk, you just, um, you know, you got by him, and it's straight. And, you know, you think, well, I drew with him, and I won one, so I don't have to do no yeah, shit. I, I don't have to do anything, but I like, and that's fine, but you still need to fight Andrade. I'm just telling you yeah. all, I'm just telling you all you Floyd Mayweather haters, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, your boy Danilo, Canelo out here ducking every, ducking people, too. Yep. And it's, and it's ever And it has been ducking and, people. And it has been ducking people. For a long time. For, for a minute now. So, like for a minute. So, like, yeah. I just need y'all to keep that same energy. Yeah. I, I just need y'all to keep that same energy. So, uh, last questions from Tyreek from Kansas. Well, like, what's up, guys? So, with LeBron, with LeBron signing for uh, opting in for another two years, that means that you guys have him for another four. Y'all think y'all can build a dynasty here? I mean, I think that the thing is, like, the Lakers on paper are better than they were last year. And I think that, uh, I think that, you know, Anthony Davis is set to sign his supermax he already signed it yeah he, he he already signed it he signed up for five years and like and that's when lebron opted in for like another two so basically for the next four years those guys are going to be together yeah the two of them and they have fantastic chemistry and they get along great yes um so that's fun for lakers fans um then of course you know like i said you have uh you're gonna have the thing where Everybody who's trying to ring chase is going to go play for the Lakers. Yeah, because um, it's a it's a lot better destination to say as in Cleveland or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people love Los Angeles. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a lot of guys like Wes Matthews who are quality role players trying to go to Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, that's you're gonna see a lot of that. Um, and you know, I think that the Lakers very much have a they have a good chance to repeat. Um, they have a good chance to win, like to go on a good stretch, three or maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I don't really know what's gonna happen. I really don't uh, know what's gonna happen, but you know, it is exciting to see. I like it for me being a Laker fan. It's exciting to see us being kind of relevant again. Yeah, I mean it's cool. I like also I like you know saying I like all I, I kind of hated it at first just for the mere fact like you know it, like we do have LeBron, so it's like it's kind of expected now, and I yep. hate, and I hate having that like that feeling of like it being expected because even whenever we was three-peating with Kobe and Shaq it just didn't feel like it was supposed to happen because there was a lot of heavy hitters out in the west so yeah I like you know and I don't really see nobody out in the west really fucking with us now in the east I like it depends on how a lot of shit go down you know what I'm saying because the heat uh because the um the heat retooled or like you know the bucks look a lot different KD comes back you know, so yeah, like exactly. Bo- like Boston's not going anywhere. So like, it mm-hmm. depends on what goes on and like you know who, like you know who comes out of there and all that stuff. But as far as the Western Conference, ain't nobody fucking with us in the West. Golden State might could have, but the thing is, Clay it, it, Thompson yeah, fuck yeah. fucking died again. Yeah, like a Clay Thompson hadn't hurt uh, torn his Achilles, they might could have, mm-hmm. but outside of that, ain't nobody fucking with us in the West. I like it might it might be I like, but you know like. I would never like to say the only thing I told Ryan is whenever we had like the acquisitions of like you know Markeith coming back and like Mark Gasol and like and all these other guys 
I was like, bro, we repeating. I was like, I ex- fully expect us to repeat or at least be at the finals next year. Yeah. I like, I like bearing like, you know, any bad injuries or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't like the uh, the Dennis Schroeder uh, move, but us getting Trez and uh, like and us getting Mark Gasol and, uh, and us getting Wes Matthews and all those other complimentary pieces, it makes me like like it a lot more. Like I said, the thing is, I think the Lakers got worse defensively, but they got better in almost every other conceivable way yeah. outside of. They lost some playmaking with Rondo leaving, and yes. they lost they lost defense for sure Most across the board. With they Avery won. Bradley leaving, because I think yeah. Avery Bradley signed with the Heat. Like, yeah, and that was a low key clutch move for them. Yeah, it was really good because he's he's gonna fit in like a glove there. Yeah. Um, so, um, like I said, uh, yeah, I really like that for the Heat a lot. That's a really good move for them. Um, so yeah, man, I think uh, like I said, I think that the Lakers are. Uh, bet- Hopefully Kyle Kuzma can step up this year. LeBron's expecting him to step up, and yeah. he kind of needs to. I like, you know, I like that. That's my thing for me. I like, you know, where is Kyle Kuzma gonna fit in all this? I hope. I like. I hope Kyle Kuzma needs to win Sixth Man of the Year. I think um, if Trez doesn't get, if it. Trez or Schroeder don't win it, well, Trez Schroeder's gonna start. Oh yeah, Schroeder is starting. That's yeah, right. Yeah, Schroeder's right. yeah, Shrew, gonna start. So, like, one of those two need to be sixth man of the year. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 gonna be the key for the Lakers, and I think Trez will be fine. Yeah, doing Trez what will he be does. fine. So, yeah, yeah, Trez will be fine. I just just mere like you know can, like can Cruz be that running mate for him? I like you know coming off the bench. That that's all I want at like at this point because like people talk about oh man Kuz ain't doing this that and the third. I like Kuz has shown whenever he has his own team that he can put up numbers. He's not getting those type of touches and those numbers with uh, like you know with LeBron and AD on his squad. You no. know, said so Donovan Mitchell and a lot of those guys that he got drafted with is putting numbers because they have their own squad. Exactly, man. I so mean, you got to put that in perspective. Yeah, I mean the thing is you got you got cats like Jamal Murray, and the thing is. People, people talk about Nikola Jokic. Jamal Murray, real talk, is probably... The best player on that squad. The best player on that team. Like, real talk. Yeah. Like, and that's no disrespect to Jokic, but Jamal Murray is the future of that team. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, Jokic feels like the second option. Mm-hmm. Like, in the playoffs, he felt like the second option. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because there were a lot of games where Jamal Murray had to take over. Exactly. And so that's the thing, man. Um, and I feel like the way Jokic is, like he doesn't mind that because he can, yeah, like he can quietly kill you. Like you know, yes. there be plays that he makes and you just forget about him. You just like, damn, I forgot about him. Yeah, exactly. So, and that just works better. They, that, just, that just works better for them. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, so I like so as far as that goes, like you know, I like it could be a, like a potential dynasty. I like I don't like to look too far ahead, but I know net this this season coming up, I fully expect us to be in the finals. Yeah. I fully expect because I remember I told Ryan I sent a text message I was like bro we repeating bro yeah it's shit's nuts really. like, we are repeating like is after we got the uh after we got like it was after the Mark Gasol when we got signed Mark Gasol I was like bro we repeating yeah. I like you know and they saying they might you know what I'm saying have Pal sign I like and that's gonna be clutch because I love me some Pal Gasol. Yeah, that's funny as hell. So I love me some Pau Gasol. And speaking of Pau Gasol, uh, like, you know, happy birthday to Bianca Bryant. Her birthday was yesterday, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Kobe's our guy. So, you know, we'd be remiss not to wish his second youngest daughter a happy birthday. So, I like, it's going to be fun to watch. I like, you know, I don't know if it's going to be a dynasty, but I know this year, I like, you know, I fully expect us to be in the finals. Whether we're going to win it or not, it remains to be seen, but I expect us to be there. So, uh so, so that's the end of our show. Uh, 
AEW is this week. Uh, got some football action. Uh, is there anything else going on? I mean, the NBA starts the, the back. NBA, the NBA starts back in about two weeks. Yeah, so, I mean, like, it's just kind of, damn, we're coasting. We're, we're coasting. Like, you know, our last show of the year will be next next week. So, no, not next yeah, it'll be next week. Yeah, it'll be next week. So, you know what I'm saying? We're going to... We're going to go on our Christmas break like we always do. Like we always do. So, like, you know, we're going to come back, or like, fresh and refresh and hang out, like, you know, with family and do all that other stuff. So, you know, we'll keep you guys posted on that. You know what I'm saying? You can follow me at HBK Illmatic, all caps, and with an underscore between HBK and Illmatic. You can follow him at the arcade at R underscore k-y-d-e uh, all caps uh, you can follow me on twitch at twitch.tv slash hbk underscore illmatic is there anything else i think about covers it man that about covers it we hope you guys had an awesome thanksgiving and all that good stuff uh i could have swore there was something else but it don't even really matter like if there was i'll just tell you guys next next week like i always do so you guys be great you guys be safe because covid is still around and it's gonna probably swing over into 2021 you already know that 2020 has been trash but yeah you guys be safe you guys be productive and we'll see you guys better than ever next week peace out later guys peace out later guys